ready for the word tonight? Take and uh, open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, and we will get started reading out of, uh, reading verse 8, and it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, and whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. Think deeply on such things. Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask you right now, God, anoint me to preach your word, to just share this message that you've put on my heart that flows from the truth of your word. God, I can't do anything without you. It's a privilege and an honor to be called to be your ambassador, to be your mouthpiece, and I ask you to just give me the words to say tonight, that lives will be touched and changed for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So, throughout Scripture, from beginning to end, steadily, one of the most repeated topics that we find is the subject of our thoughts or of our thinking. Over and over again, from the psalmist into the wisdom in Proverbs and into the New Testament and from the teachings of Paul building the church, we hear over and over again the importance and the instruction about how we think about things in our life, how our thoughts that occur on a regular basis daily are so important to the lives that we live. I read an article one time, I think it was in the National Science Association, that said the average person thinks 50,000 individual thoughts a day. 50,000 individual thoughts a day. Now, this covers the conscious and the subconscious part of our brains. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a thinker. What do you think about that, huh? So our thoughts, they're constantly going, right? They're never stopping. And ultimately what happens is that there's a, there's a pattern here, right? So get this, our thoughts ultimately affect our actions, and our actions ultimately affect our habits or behavior, which ultimately leads to our lifestyle or the life that we're building and that we are living. So our thoughts are key. In Proverbs, it says in chapter 23, verse 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So obviously, the thought traffic on the highway in our minds is a huge influencer to the actions that we see happening in our lives. What's going on daily in our brains, in our mind, the thoughts that we're having is gradually making its way out. It's pushing its way out and, and showing itself or manifesting itself in the form of our actions in our lives. I, there was a study done uh, this was back in 2001. They did this with a group of like 40 random people uh, doing free throws, basketball free throws, right? So they just pull them together and say, hey, we're going to check something out because we believe this idea of what you think about really affects your actual actions and how you perform. And so they separated them in one group for like 30 minutes a day. They had this, the, 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 this first group think about and picture and envision themselves shooting and making free throws over and over again. They were not allowed to do anything else except sit there and think about that for 30 minutes a day. The second group, they didn't tell them anything about it. 
and they just let them continue to do whatever they wanted to do for 30 minutes. They had like a, what do they call that? A fake test or whatever. Placebo, yeah. And so they had them do the placebo, right? The placebo thing. I like that. So the placebo group gets up to the performance table and they decide they're gonna test them out and see how well they score, what percentage of free throws they make. Again, remember, random people. And they actually made the free throw 58% of the time. The first group, are you ready for this, thought about making free throws for 30 minutes a day for a week. They never actually threw a basketball or shot a basketball. They made free throws when they came up to perform 87% of the time. Our thoughts, what we think about, is absolutely critical to the behavior and to the actions that we see in our lives. So what is the end game here, okay? What's the, what's the goal, if I could put it that way? I would say it like this. Simply put, for me, for you, for our thoughts to be more aligned with God's thoughts. That's what I want. I want my thoughts to be his thoughts. See, God says in, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. They're above. God's thinking is perfect. His thoughts are perfect. Mine are not. Your ours are not. Right? We are, we, our minds are flesh and carnal. And so there's a natural bent and tendency to just think toward a sinful nature and sinful direction. And I'm not saying all kinds of evil stuff, although I admit I do think about Pastor Mike spraining his ankle every now and then before the 5K that's coming up. But, you know, I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about the stuff that we all get, can understand. The negative part. This isn't going to work out, man. Oh, yeah, I knew that was coming. Oh, pfft. might as well scratch that off the list. Oh, that's never going to happen. Just the, the, looking at the scarcity part, looking at the, the part that's not filled with abundance, that's not looking at saying anything is possible with God. Our natural minds don't lean in that direction because it's a part of our human nature, right? But God's thoughts are perfect. And if somehow the end game, if we can have our thoughts that we think daily be more consistent and more aligned with what God's thoughts are, then the actions we see in our lives, the behaviors and the lives we build, ultimately will come closer and closer to fulfilling the destiny that he preordained for our lives. See, the natural mind, it just, it just wants to go in the wrong direction. It just does. We have this, we've got this new fan in our kitchen. It's got these vaulted ceilings and it's like an eight blade fan. I mean, it's a chopper, you know, it really puts the air down and it's got the light on it and it's got this remote control thing. And so the remote control, it adjusts the speeds and it adjusts the light. And like, I cannot get the fan to work without the light working. Now, sometimes you want the light on, but sometimes you want the light off, right? And I can't get the light to stay off. Turn it off and it comes back on. I turn it off and it comes back on. Take the batteries out, put it back in. It works once, then walk away, comes back on. It's like it's just messing with me, you know? And I told Katie, I'm just like, I don't understand. This thing is not working right. She said, a light just wants to be a light. <laughs> that's pretty deep, babe. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think that's got a place in my message on Tuesday night. Light just wants to be a light. The natural mind just wants to be the natural mind. It just does. 
But God's thoughts, if our mind somehow can get to a place where the thoughts that travel on that highway every day are more consistent and more aligned with what God's thoughts are for us, oh, the way that we can see our lives change drastically. And over days and months and years of that, what kind of an impact we can go out and make for God. See, Paul talks about in this scripture, he says, meditate on such things. Think deeply on such things. Things that are virtuous, praiseworthy, honorable, noble, right? He's saying, listen, he's not just saying what's noble. I mean, that's part of it, I guess. He's not saying, just think about that word praiseworthy. He's saying, where are, God spoke this to me a while back. He said, when, I'm, when, I'm, when you're reading this, what I'm trying to get to you to see is I want you to look at your life and find out, look and see where these things are. Look for them in your life and you'll see them because I am with you and they're there. And if you look for the things that I've done, that I'm doing, that I'll do, that are praiseworthy, honorable, noble, and then you'll meditate on them and you'll think deeply on them. Your thoughts will be enriched and your life will start to change and you'll move more and more consistently in the direction of the place that I'm leading you. Spirit, lead me and I'm calling you to. Amen? Meditate on such things. See, Paul understood. He understands that the mind is not an idle machine. There's no neutral. There's no pause. There's no standstill. The mind is always moving, just like time. There's a movie back in the early 90s. Some of you probably saw it. It was called Speed with Sandra Bullock. Yeah? Yeah, it's a good movie, I thought. But anyway, so in the movie... There's a bomb on a bus. And the deal is, the hero, he's got to figure out a way, because when the, when the bus gets above 60 miles an hour, it can't slow down below 60 miles an hour, right? And so if it does, the bomb goes off and the bus blows up. So he can't stop. He's got to turn, and he's got to direct, and he's got to steer. And he's got to keep this thing moving constantly in a beneficial, safe direction over 60 miles an hour, ultimately, until he figures out a way to get him off the bus. But here's the point. The mind is like that. It's always moving. It's always going. It's always heading in a direction, right? It's not so much about trying not to think bad thoughts. I mean, I'm not saying that's not part of it. But it's not, to me, it's not so much about that as much as it is about thinking God's thoughts. Oh, if I replace the time, if I take the time to have my thoughts be in alignment with what God's thinking, which just flows out of his nature and his character and who he is in me, if I do that, I'm consistently moving in the direction that's more and more profitable for me and the life that God has prepared for me. We have to continue always meditating and thinking deeply on these kind of things in our life as we're moving along. You know, Pastor Esther and Vernon, they're like phenomenal at this. They're always, I mean, you, you catch them anytime, I'm telling you right now, any time of day, any place, anywhere, 
man, they know exactly the great things that are happening in their life. I love it, actually. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, we're doing awesome today, going on a trip or doing this or doing that. You know, it's awesome. God's doing great things. Oh, yeah, we're going to be serving in the pantry, doing all this stuff. And it's genuine. It's not, I mean, this is how they see it, you know. They get this. I mean, Vernon, one time, he had this knee surgery. What was it like? There was a huge cut. They opened up his leg. He had, like, bars. He had staples. Oh, it was a big deal. Yeah, you could barely walk. And I walked in. I'm like, oh, Vernon, how are you doing today? I just kind of ran into him at the front door of the office. And he's like, I'm doing great. I was just like, oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Good. That's what I'm talking about, right? It's like you can have things going on, but, man, if you're thinking on, meditating on, thinking deeply on, aiming your mind in the direction of these things that are praiseworthy, that are noble, that are true, that are just, that are pure, God's thoughts, how, how can you not be like that, right? I mean, what a lesson to the rest of us. In fact, I think most of the joys are that way. It must be an elderly thing, I guess. Huh? It comes naturally at that point. You're looking back on your life. You've got a lot to be thankful for. <laughs> See, Jesus, he identified, remember in the scripture where he said, he said, you say that if uh, you commit adultery, you sin, but I say if you lust after a woman in your mind, you sin, right? And you've, you've sinned in your heart. See, Jesus, oh, he pointed out the sin before the action. He called it out in the thought. I'm not talking about temptation here. That once that's harbored, then it can spill over into sin, right? We know about that. Don't get those confused. But what I'm saying is he called it out in thought. He called it sin there, not in the action. Because he understood how powerful what was happening in the mind ultimately meant for what would happen in the life. One of the most powerful lessons in Scripture, actually. But it stands to reason that if he called the sin out in the thought before it made it to the action, how much more so could it be that the great things we would achieve for God would be the same way? The things that we go out and do as a part of fulfilling our destiny, that they don't start randomly just one day, all of a sudden, in an action, not saying there's not spontaneity, but I'm saying that there's things that are happening every day in your mind and in your thoughts that are moving you towards your destiny and towards your purpose. He called it in the thought. First Samuel chapter 14, one of my favorite stories, Jonathan, right? He's, he goes up the side of this cliff and he slaughters 20 Philistines with his armor bearer one day. This is an amazing feat that we see God was with him. But listen, he said before he even moved, he said, let us just go see what God might do this day. Let us just go see how much our lives would change if we had some more. Let's go see what God might do this day moments, would it not? But Jonathan, his thoughts, he was thinking, this isn't right We've got a promise. This is our land. That's an uncircumcised army up there. God loves us. God fights for us. God protects us. 
The thoughts are just pushing him and moving him in the direction. And we see the action and we celebrate that. But what was happening hours, days before? How consistent was his mind aimed in the right direction? I guarantee you one thing. He wasn't sitting there saying, 20 against one, ain't happening. I'm going to figure out a way to get 20 dudes up that wall. I'm the only one that can really climb. Maybe if I get a heart, eh, no, that ain't going to work. He isn't sitting there thinking about all the reasons it won't work or all of the, You see what I'm saying? He's thinking in alignment with God's nature, his character, his thoughts, and it's moving him towards his destiny. He slaughtered 20 Philistines that day. If we could train our minds to think right, then we'll be assured our actions will become upright and our lives will be built right. So how, how, do, we, how do we approach this? Okay, got to think right. I mean, is it really just a matter of discipline? Thinking right each day, making sure we're consciously aware of what we're thinking, doing it healthily. It's part of it, but that's not, that's not all of it. That doesn't account for all the subconscious activity and hours in the day and sleep time, everything else, right? It's just part of it. How do we approach this? In order to approach our thinking right, we have to understand what precedes the thought, which is, I'll just say it as a belief system. It's a belief system. You're in my reality, truth as we know it, truth. Our belief system is what fuels the thought traffic in our minds. And we know that we are not born into this world perfect thinkers. No, quite the contrary. There's actually a transformation that has to occur. A transformation in our minds to get us to start thinking more like God thinks. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Transformed in your mind. There's the thoughts that you may prove what is the good and acceptable. There's the action, perfect will of God. There's the destiny. Hallelujah. Don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, we think based on our present state of transformation or lack thereof. God regenerates us by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We're born again, forgiven of sin. But our minds are in need of ongoing transformation. The word in the Greek, it's the word metamorpho which is where we get the word metamorphosis from, which describes how a butterfly changes from, what is it? A caterpillar, right? It's a change of state, and it's an ongoing process of transformation. This is how Paul describes what our mind should be subjected to day in and day out of our lives this side of heaven. Constantly being transformed. See, the Holy Spirit is the only one capable of such a thing. 
God is the only one who can perform such a transformation. And as we submit to God and we seek him and we pursue his word, he imparts truth and revelation to us. His nature, his character, who he is, becomes more of who we are. And as we are receiving that truth, that revelation, what's happening is the flawed, tainted, worldly, human belief system is being deconstructed and broke down and God's reality and truth and his faith are being built up and established in the way we think and ultimately in the way we live. Praise God. As we seek him, he transforms us. As we pursue as we grow close, as we get to know, we begin to think more like he thinks, and our ways start to become more like his ways. That's what we want. That's what the world needs. As we seek him, transformation is occurring. But what's also occurring is that there is a guard over our minds, the human, the, 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 the natural part that's subject to all of the sin in the world. There's like a guard. The Bible says, listen to this, in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or fixed on you. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is Aim in the direction of pursuing God and never deviating. While that's happening, you, will, you and I will be in perfect peace. Paul talks about that perfect peace just a little earlier in this book of Philippians chapter 4. In verse 7, he talks about the peace that surpasses understanding will do what? It will guard your heart and mind. It will guard your heart and your mind. Our lives are a representation of our thoughts, which are flowing out of the belief system, the way we view the world, the truth, reality as we see it. We are in need of transformation there every day, ongoing. We got to have it. It doesn't just happen. We got to seek and pursue. Let the Holy Spirit do his transforming work. And it's a beautiful thing. I want to think like God thinks. I want my thoughts to line up with the impossible that can happen with him. The destiny that's bigger than any great plan I could create for my life. That's what I want my thoughts to be going in the direction of. While I'm awake and while I'm sleeping, in my conscious and my subconscious. See, all that stuff exists within God. <laughs> it's within him. He created it all. I need all that to get washed up and cleaned up, right? Because I'm a mess, man. I'm just leveling with you. My mind, it's, I'm a mess. I need it. I don't want to get off track. It ain't good, you know? <laughs> I 
And as our thoughts become more aligned with God's thoughts, then our lives will reflect more of the purpose that he created us for, the destiny that we should all achieve in the number of days we have this side of heaven. It's big, it's mighty, it's impacting. We've got to be constantly about the process of having our mind transformed so that we can think the way God thinks, his thoughts. I mean, things just occur, things are happening, and then you just, wisdom just flows out, and you're just thinking like, oh, I know know, what God would have me to do, and it's not just random. I mean, there's a life that's being devoted to that, It's, it's seeking that. It's changing the state of, right? Not a subtle change, an actual substance change. Think about that for a while. The substance of the mind is changing and transforming. I don't think there is a neurological surgeon that could test for that. (laughs) But the Holy Spirit wants to be busy about the business of doing that every day in our lives. Team, you could come back up and go ahead and stand to your feet with me. And you know, I could probably sum this up this, this message, uh, in three words, really, in three words. For me, this is what it comes down to. It's very deep, so be ready. Write this down. Get your notebooks out. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. And as truth, by the messenger of truth, the Holy Spirit, is imparted into us, Revelation, our belief system, our reality, it's, it's changed. Our mind is transformed. And ultimately, our lives continue to move more and more in the direction of what God has for us. Amen.